You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. It's a big news, news day uh, today. Unfortunately, not much of the news is good. I've been sitting here watching for the last hour or so the reports coming out of Tel Aviv in Israel of a terrorist attack by a couple of Palestinians, you know, those people that are friends of the Obamas and friends of Hillary Clinton's and those poor oppressed people that went to a mall. I understand that Tel Aviv is one of the most heavily defended and guarded and secure cities in the world simply because they had so many terrorist attacks there for years and they now have police and Israeli Defense Forces stationed armed all over the city. This is a big mall. There are two Palestinians disguised as Hasidic Jews got inside the mall, opened up, and just started a mass shooting. Now, I say two because that's what they've said so far. There could have been many, many more attackers. We don't know. We do know it's been confirmed that four people have been killed. One of them may have been one of the attackers, and that a number have been hurt. Don't have exact numbers on that. And, you know, this is a scary situation because the ISIS in Syria and Iraq is increasing its attacks, its suicide bombings, and they're expecting it to start happening more and more. They've thwarted several attacks uh, so far uh, in Europe, and, of course, they've had the major attacks in Paris and in Brussels. If they can get to Tel Aviv, if they can attack, of course, you will not hear the President of the United States talk about this as a terrorist attack, or he may refer to it as a terrorist attack, but he won't won't talk about it as being uh, radical Islam involved. Uh, He won't even mention those words on the same breath. But if it can happen there, it can happen anywhere, and that includes here in this country. And unfortunately, it's just a matter of time. And I'm very concerned that it could very well happen either right before or during the Republican convention in Cleveland. I can guarantee you there's going to be chaos there. Absolute chaos. It's going to be orchestrated by the Obama administration and their minions in Black Lives Matter and La Raza and Occupy Wall Street and all the other crazy groups out there because they want to intimidate the American people. This is what the recent attacks on Trump supporters in places like California and San Francisco, this is what this is all about. You have people, many of them illegal immigrants, who have already violated our laws, but are being protected by the Obama administration. Even if they have criminal convictions, they're not being deported. They're being protected. They're being allowed to run rampant. They carry Mexican flags. They attack individuals. They burn police cars. They stomp on cars. They they break windows. In San Jose, the sheriff 
basically, or the chief of police basically told his people to stand down. And the mayor agreed. So these brave illegals, these brave protesters, were shown sneaking up behind individuals who were walking away from them, who might be wearing a Trump T-shirt or a Trump, carrying a Trump sign, and cold-cocking these people from behind, and in some cases causing severe injury. And then we have the situation where a woman wearing a Trump T-shirt was trapped against the front doors of the Marriott Hotel and was pelted with eggs and punched and spit on by these brave Mexicans. And you can call me a racist, but that's who they were for the most part. Leftist, far leftist, and illegal immigrants. These brave people who were attacking an unarmed woman. And the police did nothing. The explanation that came from, I forget who was the sheriff or the police chief, was that we didn't want to risk putting our people in harm's way because it might escalate the situation. Excuse me? But isn't that what the cops are supposed to do? Is put themselves in harm's way to protect American citizens? Apparently not in California. Not in the People's Republic of California. The major concern in the People's Republic of California is to disarm American citizens, honest American citizens, so they cannot defend themselves against the thugs, the gang members, the potential terrorists. Look at San Bernardino. If even one person in that room, in that building, had been armed, the outcome might have been entirely different. But it was a gun-free zone. And that's where it's open season, ladies and gentlemen. It's open season on us at gun-free zones. And that's not accidental. That's designed. That's what the Obama administration wants. And that's why they're pushing, continuing pushing the gun control. And that's what Hillary Clinton wants. That's why she has basically vowed to destroy the Second Amendment and to destroy the NRA. Interestingly enough, the NRA is the only organization in the world that I know of that gets blamed for crimes that none of its members have committed or been involved in. Every time there's a mass shooting, what does the left wing come out and do? What does the liberal news media come out and do? Blame the NRA. Not enough gun control laws. They want more laws. They want to enforce the laws we already have on the books. You've got illegals out there who are running around as convicted felons who, by law, should be deported the minute they serve their sentence. Some of them didn't even finish serving their sentences because Obama just granted them a pardon, or not a pardon, just let them, let them out of prison. Turned them loose on the American public. 68,000 on the last count that I've heard. Just turned loose on the American public. Allowed to 
to go crazy. So they know they're not going to be punished. They know that gun laws are going to be enforced against them. They're not going to go to a licensed federal firearms dealer to buy a firearm. They're going to steal it, or they're going to buy it on the street in the black market. So the law is not, the gun control laws are not aimed at them. We need to get real about this. Gun control laws in this country are being pushed not to eliminate crime. Look where the crime is the worst right now. Cities like Chicago, very strict gun control. Cities like New Orleans, much less gun control, but, but gun control nonetheless. All run by Democrats. Detroit, Washington, D.C. All of this is being orchestrated because the ultimate plan for imposing gun control in this country has nothing to do with reducing or eliminating crime. It has to to do with reducing the ability of the American people to stand up and fight to protect our rights, to protect our constitutional republic. Because we now have a woman who has been nominated for president by the Democratic Party, which continues its leftward lurch and its efforts to destroy the constitutional republic that we live in. We now have them nominating a woman who is either a career criminal or mentally unstable, or probably both. She has vowed to destroy the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Depends on who she's talking to, of course. She's talking to somebody at Fox News, which is rare. Oh, she's a big supporter of the Second Amendment. If she's talking to a group of private supporters or left-wing leaning media, then she's totally against the NRA, totally against the private ownership of firearms, has talked about being in a position as president to take away the right of people to own handguns. That's her number one priority. Now think about this. This is a woman who one of her first jobs was as a staff member of the Congressional Committee. She was fired for unethical behavior. Later, she became the first lady of the state of Arkansas. Bill Clinton was elected governor. It has now come out that she was a holy terror, that the Arkansas State Police, who had to guard them, were afraid of her, hated her. It's been reported in a book written by a former friend, quote-unquote, of Bill Clinton's, that Hillary, at one point, they were having an annual Easter egg hunt for disabled children on the grounds of the governor's mansion. Apparently, some of the disabled children, because many of them were Down syndrome or had autism, they were having trouble finding the eggs. And so Hillary got impatient and started screaming at the head of the security detachment, the head of the state police there, 
to get these retards off of my lawn. Get these retards off of my lawn. How compassionate is that? But hey, that's Hillary Clinton. Now, when Bill was elected to President of the United States and found that that was great open season for hunting down and assaulting women, when he was elected President of the United States, one of the first things that was done, and this I know for a fact was at the insistence of Hillary Clinton, because I heard it firsthand from some of the people that had this happen to him. Members of our military who frequently visit the White House or the Capitol for consultation with the President of the United States or other members of his national security team. These are people like members of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, high-ranking military officers. But then you sometimes have lower-ranking officers that are called in for consultation to give intelligence reports, this sort of thing. At Hillary's insistence, because she hated the military so much, I mean, after all, her husband Bill had been a draft dodger and run to England to hide during the Vietnam War. She hated the military so much that she had uniforms banned in the White House. Members of our military were told they could not come to the White House if they were in uniform. Let's take our first break now. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy. Only on America's Web Radio. America's Web Radio is the most diverse and informative radio station anywhere in cyberspace. We have shows about health, business, current events, entertainment, home care, and everything in between. We appreciate your continued support of America's Web Radio. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. So if, while she was the first lady, she had her husband, the President of the United States, ban military members from wearing their uniforms in her presence. 
because she was so disgusted by the idea of the uniform of American soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines. What's she going to do as commander-in-chief to those same people? Most will undoubtedly continue the Obama effort to destroy our military, to turn it into a military of a banana republic, not the most powerful country in the world, to make it a haven for social experimentation, more transgenders, more gays in the military. She's not going to be defending our country. She could care less about that. Hillary Clinton's primary goal in life, and the same is true of her husband Bill, has been to get power and to use that power to get money to amass their fortunes. When she was in the White House, when Bill was doing his number on females, anybody within reach, she called them bimbos, said that nothing had happened, totally defended her husband, even though she knew, and we know she knew, she had to have known, that all of it was true. Now she's all of a sudden a champion of women's rights, a champion of equality, equal pay for equal work. But what kind of equal pay has she gotten over her lifetime? Apparently, being the first lady of the United States was not enough for Hillary. When Bill ended his second term and they had to move out to allow a new president to be moved in to the White House, Bill and Hillary took with them Thousands of dollars worth of White House furnishings, White House computers, White House art, White House dining facilities. Well, I say facilities, you know, the fine china, the fine uh, silverware. They took it all with them. Now, all of that is not the property of the President of the United States. It is the property of the American people. It is loaned to whoever occupies the White House. But to Bill and Hillary Clinton, that was theirs. Anything you and I have is theirs. I mean, understand the concept. These are socialists. These are communists. You and I have nothing. We're too stupid to be allowed to have anything. These are the elitists. Barack Obama is one of the leaders. We are treated like village idiots. We didn't go to Harvard. We didn't go to Yale. We are too dumb to know how to handle our own financial affairs. And we're certainly too dumb to recognize when our own government is stealing from us. So Hillary and Bill, they just looted the White House essentially trashed the place, from what I understand, the people who were there right after they left. Not only was a bunch of stuff missing, but they didn't take with them, they broke. Ultimately, they had to give a lot of it back. 
but not all of those recovered. So this is a woman who now wants to occupy the White House as a president and continue to amass fortunes. She has, she and Bill and Chelsea, and Chelsea talked about a chip off the same block. Chelsea just couldn't be just as bad as her mother. But they have the Clinton Foundation. Now, they make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, making speeches, none of which they will tell anybody about. I mean, Hillary has made a bunch of speeches to Wall Street banks and won't release transcripts of them. Doesn't want anybody to know what she told them. Because she lies about everything. She lies about everything to every group that she speaks in front of. She says what they want to hear, but she doesn't want anybody else to know what she's actually said. But they've amassed hundreds of thousands of dollars. But they, and that's a lot of money, but then they've amassed even more through their Clinton Foundation. Now, when did the Clinton Foundation start making the big bucks? When Hillary became Secretary of State. All of a sudden, the Russian government, the Saudi government, the Chinese government started making massive donations. We're talking millions of dollars to the Clinton Foundation. At the same time, they started getting special treatment by the U.S. State Department, run by Hillary Clinton. Russia was, was allowed to start mining and controlling uranium supply in the United States. Saudi Arabia, China, all got sweetheart deals with corporations that many of them also had donated to the Clinton Foundation. Where does all this money go? No one seems to know. Except we do know that it goes to pay the personal expenses of Bill and Hillary and Chelsea. Chelsea, by the way, has paid $1 million a year to work for the foundation. Bill and Hillary have all their expense, travel expenses paid by the foundation. A lot of their personal expenses paid. In other words, they're looting the foundation. Does any money actually go to charity? Well, it depends on what you define as charity. The Clintons have some very strange definitions of charity. A lot of it goes to organizations that are political supporters of the Clintons. This is SOP, Standard Operating Procedure for the Clintons. Why do you think the private email server was so important to Hillary Clinton? Well, she said it to people. I don't want to be bothered by Freedom of Information Act requests. In other words, you and I, the stupid people out there, who are far beneath the Clintons and the Obamas, we shouldn't be allowed to find out what our government's doing or what our uh, people that are elected to office or appointed to office are doing. We're too, too, too stupid to understand the importance of what they're doing. I mean, it's important to the Clintons to steal money, to get bribes. We're too stupid to understand how they're entitled to do that because of who they are. It's like we're too stupid to understand that Obama 
has committed treason against the United States of America and continues to do so. But Hillary now wants to take over his head of the White House. We've yet to have an adequate explanation of Benghazi, the debacle there. We don't know what happened other than the fact that four Americans died when they could have been saved. And somebody, either Obama or Clinton or Valerie Harper, Valerie Harper, um, somebody in the administration ordered the American military that was within range to try to save at least some of the Americans who died, ordered them to stand down. Then they tried to blame the whole thing, not on terrorist attacks, not on radical jihadists, but to blame it on an obscure film on the Internet, on YouTube, that was critical of the Muslim religion. On the night following the attack, Hillary Clinton told Chelsea that the attack had been a terrorist attack. Then, a day later, when the bodies of the four Americans were being brought into Andrews Air Force Base, Hillary was there to talk to the families and assured the families that this had not been a terrorist attack, that this had been a protest gone bad as a result of the film. Now, see, Obama was, this was September 2012. Obama was up for re-election in a couple of months. They had to sell the narrative that this was not a terrorist attack that he was not responsible for what happened, that Hillary was not responsible, despite the fact that Chris Stevens had been requesting more security and had it refused by Clinton. We know there was a massive attempt to cover this up. We know some of the media was involved in the cover-up, and still are. Basically, Hillary Clinton lied to the congressional committees, lied to the American people, and continues to lie as she tells us how wonderful she'll be as our president. Again, we go back to the emails. She didn't want, didn't want anybody to know what she was doing the Secretary of State, despite the fact that she is required by multiple federal laws to keep her emails available and in the government system so they can be monitored by other government officials, so they can ultimately be looked at by the American people unless they're highly sensitive, classified, but primarily so that they can be protected from our enemies getting classified information about people who may be working for us around the world, intelligence gathering, about our own people in intelligence, and their families. All this was put on a private server that was unprotected, including at least 2,000 emails that were classified, contained classified information. And... Hillary is being investigated by the FBI. She is guilty of 
violating multiple federal laws, including possibly the espionage law, which encompasses people who negligently allow emails containing sensitive information to be available for possible hacking by a foreign power or by ISIS or any of our enemies. That's what we're looking at with Hillary Clinton. Yet, will she be indicted? We'll talk more about that after this break. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Before we get into further into the story about Hillary Clinton and her probable violations of numerous federal laws, something very disturbing is happening right now. I'm sitting here, like I always do when I'm on the show, I have my laptop on, so if there's any breaking headlines that can come across, I'll be able to talk about it, if it relates to anything we're talking about on the show. And it's 3.30, my time, Central Standard Time, and about 2 o'clock, an hour and a half ago, and I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, I was watching Fox News, and they started talking about the terrorist attack in Tel Aviv. And I watched almost an hour of coverage, and there was a lot of information coming out. They'd already identified the, the terrorists as Palestinians, the two brothers or cousins, I believe it was, that were living in Israel. Talked about at least four people being killed. Now, sitting here, 
in front of my laptop looking at MSN homepage, which usually, if something happens, breaking news, they do something, a headline across the top of their page, talking about the breaking news and providing links to where there might be stories. Of course, those links are always with CBS or CNN. There's nothing on the MSN homepage at this point about the attacks in Tel Aviv. Nothing. Not a word. It's like it never happened. Why would that be? Because it doesn't fit the Democratic narrative. It doesn't fit the Obama narrative. It doesn't fit the liberal liberal media narrative that we are all safe. Obama has made us safe, and Hillary Clinton, our Secretary of State, has made us safe, and John Kerry, who himself is a traitor as far as I'm concerned, has made us safe. And by the way, the liberal media has lately made Israel the villain. They're oppressing these poor Palestinian refugees. Ladies and gentlemen, Refugees from what? There has never been a country of Palestine. There was an area controlled by the British, which was made up mostly of Arab Bedouins, who didn't have a country of their own. It was just an area. They were not Palestinians. They weren't run out by Israel. They chose to leave on their own. The whole thing is a myth. But Israel has now become the point of attack. One of the reasons being that the Israelis adamantly opposed the treaty with Iran, the nuclear treaty. And again, let me point out that it is a treaty. The Republican leadership of Congress may have decided to overturn part of the Constitution and allow the President of the United States to sign a treaty and call it an executive agreement. And then instead of having that brought before the United States Senate to be ratified by a two-thirds majority as a treaty, the Republican leadership in Congress said, well, tell you what, Mr. President, we'll just let you bring it on and give it to Congress as something that we can vote for or against. And if we vote against it, then you can veto our negative vote, and it will take two-thirds of both houses of Congress, or three-quarters of both houses of Congress, to override your veto. Now, that turns Article One, Section 7 of the Constitution on its head, because that says that the President of the United States can veto legislation passed by Congress. It does not say that he can veto legislation defeated by Congress and somehow rebring that legislation up. So it's not voted on by majority, but by two has to be passed or defeated again by three-fourths majority for both houses. But Israel became persona non grata. They've already been under attack by the, the left particularly on college campuses. They 
became persona non grata because they dared to oppose Obama and the Iranian treaty, which we now know has already been violated on multiple occasions by the Iranians, but Obama won't let us talk about that. He didn't want to hear about that. In the meantime, we don't know how much information the Iranians might have gotten about what was going on in this government and what was being considered on the treaty, how much secret information they may have gotten off of Hillary Clinton's private server. Now, again, remember, this is Hillary Clinton's private server. It's not government-protected. It's not government-sanctioned. She lied just the other day and said that everybody in the government knew about her email server. Everybody in the State Department knew about her email server, her private server. A couple days later, a State Department spokesman came out and says, nobody knew about it. If we had known about it, we would have done something about it. So, that's something else that the woman who wants to be our president is, but she's a consummate liar, almost a psychopathic liar. I swear I've heard Hillary Clinton lie about things that would have served her better had she told the truth. So she continues to lie about the email, and she continues to face possible indictment, which would end her presidency. Although there's a lot of your little drones, your Obama bots out there who would vote for her anyway. They would vote for her if she was in a jail cell for the rest of her life. They'd still vote to elect her president because that's what they're told to do. That's what makes them good little drones, good little Obama bots. But ladies and gentlemen, let's be realistic. She's not going to be indicted. Obama's not going to allow her to be indicted because he wants her to fulfill his third term for him. Here's a man who doesn't plan to move his family out of Washington at the end of his terms in the White House, like every other president since Woodrow Wilson has done. He has bought a, not bought, is renting at taxpayer expense a mansion two miles from the White House, paying $22,000 a month, which, by the way, is almost next door to one of the largest mosques in the United States, which is known for the radical views of its own. Iman. Isn't that a coincidence? But he is going to be supporting Hillary Clinton because she is supposed to continue his legacy. The legacy, as far as I'm concerned, includes treason, murder, destruction of our economy, destruction of our Constitution, violation of our, our rights, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, right to keep and bear arms, right to due process. All of these are his legacy. But you know, he's proud of all that. He's proud of the fact that by the time he leaves office, all of the people in, in Guantanamo, all of these top terrorists, are going to be back fighting against his own country because he's going to turn them all loose. 
this is the man who sits in the White House and is going to go out and campaign for Hillary. Well, obviously, he can't allow her to be indicted, no matter how serious the charges are. So he just wants to instruct the Red Lynch to back off. And he's going to go out and start campaigning. Now, I understand when, when Obama campaigns for somebody, it's not about whoever it is he's campaigning for. It's about him. We're going to have to listen to Obama talking about how wonderful everything has been on the seven and a half years of his two terms. Remember we heard it the other day in Indiana about how glorious the economy was and how the city in Indiana where he was speaking was one where he spoke right after he became president and they were having difficult economic times. They manufactured RVs there and the recession saw people from buying me more Ford RVs. But now Obama says, well, it all came back because of me. Actually, it didn't come back because of him. It came back because of actions taken by the Republicans that were in control of the state of Indiana. And by primarily by the people that it, you know, itself who struggle to keep their businesses alive and to bring them back. But Obama touted how wonderful the economy was in this country. And then the next day, the worst jobs report in eight years came out. Basically showing that everything that Obama had said the day before was a lie. Now, he had to have known what the jobs report was going to be like. Because the president gets to see it several days before it's released in public, at least several days. So he stood up there and lied. That's why he's so simpatico with Clinton. They both do nothing but lie. Now, Obama's help for Hillary Clinton is going to be narcissistic at best. He is going to make this campaign all about him. Suddenly the polls, which I suspect are probably rigged, suddenly the polls show that 50% of the American people, over 50%, now think he's a wonderful president. When just a year ago, he was way below that. And all of a sudden, he's made this miraculous recovery despite the Iranian Treaty, despite going to Japan to apologize, essentially, for our dropping the atomic bombs on them that ended the war. Despite all the other things he's done, supposedly his popularity is very high. So we can expect to hear Obama going around the country talking about how it is so important to elect Hillary Clinton as president because she will continue to do the things that he has done to dismantle our Constitution, to destroy our economy, and to make us a weak country militarily. Let's take our final break now. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. 
Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Buzz off with Lawyer Liz. Join me each week, Wednesdays at 2 o'clock, as we talk drones, Internet of Things, and technology. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. So we have a scary scenario in front of us, ladies and gentlemen. We have Barack Obama continuing to believe he is still going to be at least de facto president of the United States after Hillary is elected. They're going to do everything they can to make sure Hillary is elected. They're going to try to steal the election, just like we believe they stole some elections in 2012. California recently, they found hundreds of dead people that not only were still registered to vote, but in fact had voted in elections over the last few years. Obama and Hillary are claiming that states like Texas, a traditional red state, are now in play because the immigrants are going to help them. The immigrants are going to put Hillary over the top in Texas. We use the term immigrants. Now, just because you're an immigrant doesn't mean that you get to vote in a U.S. election. You have to become a citizen of the United States to vote. So being an illegal immigrant, you're not entitled to vote. Being a legal immigrant who is not a naturalized citizen, you're not entitled to vote. But that hadn't stopped thousands of them from being registered in the state of Texas. People in this state have been fighting that for a long time. And they've uncovered many cases where Democrats in control of local cities and counties have basically helped illegals falsify the information they needed to be registered to vote. Then, and this is something that Congress has never successfully addressed, despite the fact that I raised the issue many, many years ago. I raised this issue back in 2004 
as a matter of fact, that our military members were being denied the right to vote. We have many people overseas, not as many as we used to, but still thousands, and their families. And a law was passed requiring that all secretaries of state send to military members registered to vote in their state an absentee ballot at least 45 days before the upcoming election. Well, in 2008, after, or 2009, after Barack Obama became president, and it looked like in 2010 that there was going to be a major shift against the Democrats, the Attorney General of the United States, our Chief Law Enforcement Officer, who takes an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States, he went to a meeting, a meeting in Washington with Secretary of State from around the country, and told them that they did not have to comply with that law, particularly the Democrats. Don't worry about complying with the law. Don't worry about sending those ballots out to the military personnel in time. We will never prosecute you. We will never find you. Nothing will happen to you. Nothing did happen. So then in 2012... Obama's up for re-election, some states sent ballots out maybe a week in advance. As a result, we know for a fact that the state of Ohio, which Obama carried, at least 100,000 members of the military did not have their ballots count. 100,000. That's true in other states like Florida, California. Would it have made a difference in the outcome of the presidential race? Maybe, maybe not. But it certainly could have made a difference in some local races. So the people who are out there fighting for our country, the people who are defending our right to vote, are being denied their right to vote, and they're going to be doing it again this year. They're going to be doing it in all the blue states and probably some of the red states, if possible. They're going to be denying our military the right to vote. They're going to be removing people from the roles who will, in all likelihood, vote against Hillary Clinton. It's going to be totally corrupt. And then they're going to be sending their minions, like I said, to try to intimidate us into not voting at all, to frighten us to the point where we are afraid to even go to the polls. Remember the Black Panthers back in 2008 in Philadelphia? They were standing there in front of a polling place where predominantly whites were voting, standing there with their batons and their black berets and basically calling, you know, telling the, the white voters, you're, you're a bunch of crackers, you're a bunch of honkies, you can't vote, we'll take care of you if you try to vote, and turning them away. And the police came and arrested them when they were charged with federal crimes and Eric Holder dropped the charges against them. You think that's not going to happen again? If they think it'll work, it'll happen. And if you got 
people in charge of protecting polling places, like Sheriff and Chief of Police in San Jose, California, better be careful, because they'll protect you if you're wearing a Clinton t-shirt, but if you're, looks like you might be voting for somebody else, you might be voting for Trump, and somebody's out of Trump behind you and just cold cock you right there in front of the polling place. And it'll be your fault. Because nothing is ever the fault of the left-wing crazies. Or of Obama. Or Hillary Clinton. <clears throat> the Clintons remain a clear and present danger to this country. Obama remains a clear and present danger. I've been fighting him to some hell and everything ever since he became president. You can go to my blog at www.michaelconnelly.com. You can read the articles I've posted. The most recent article had to do with Memorial Day. I'm about to post one now called The Wimpy's Generation. I'll be doing that in the next day or two. Now I'm going to be posting more and more articles as we get closer to the election. And we're working at the United States Justice Foundation on a whole bunch of things. And I'll be talking about that on my blog, too. We're filing briefs in courts of appeal around the country. We filed them in the Supreme Court. We filed them in the Little Sisters of the Poor. We filed briefs in the Texas versus U.S., the Immigration Law Challenge, or it's not a law, it's, it's an edict given to us by the man that occupies the White House. I hesitate to call him the president because he certainly doesn't act like the president of the United States. He acts like a dictator-in-chief. In any case, you can also find out on, on the website, usjf.net, about the things that we're doing. And you can donate to us because we don't charge anybody anything for the work we do. We particularly veterans and their families. We fight for constitutional rights and we raise our money independently. If you go to usjf.net, you can find out how to vote, how to see what we're doing, and also to donate to us either by mail or online. If you go to my website again at michaelconnelly.jigsy.com, you can also read about the books that I've written. I've got uh, my book, The Mortarman, about my dad's in World War II. It's become a big seller, and it's going to be, looks like the subject of a documentary this summer. And then I've got my booklet on the Constitution. I take each article, each section, each amendment of the Constitution. I put them out down the way they were originally written, and then I talk about what they really mean, a short comment at the end of each section. And it's very popular, particularly among people that want to give it out to school children, college students, so they can find out what's really in the Constitution. You can order copies of that through my website, order copies of my books. And by the way, I have a new novel that is currently in the hands of the publisher and will be coming out sometime later this summer. It's a patriotic novel, not the same as my patriotic novel, I'm a story of America, which the liberals ate 
attacked repeatedly on Amazon, places like that. But it's a patriotic novel that I think directly relates to what we've been talking about today on this show and relates to what's going to happen in this country if Hillary Clinton and the left continue to win elections or steal elections continue to strip us of our constitutional rights. At some point, the American people, the ones who believe in this country, are going to have had enough. They're going to stand up and say, we're not going to take it anymore. So thank you for listening today, and I look forward to talking to you again next week. You're listening to America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.